0: Welcome to the Oxygen Mask Podcast. If you are here as a parent or caregiver, educator or grandparent, we are glad to have you listening. This program is geared for the autism parent, but we welcome and invite all who feel called to be here with us. I'm Tara, and I'm your co-host, along with my partner, Beth. The title of this podcast, The Oxygen Mask, is based on a metaphor. Just as you are instructed on an airplane to put on your own mask before helping others— We believe we need to practice helping ourselves as parents so we can best help our children. Hi, I'm Beth. At the beginning of each episode, we'll turn that
1: metaphor, that symbol of an oxygen mask, into a concrete practice. Pausing a few minutes each day to quiet our busy minds and breathe into our bellies provides a surge of stress-reducing neurochemicals. With practice over time, we actually build pathways in our brains that help reduce our stress response. So even if you hit play on this podcast about to enter multitasking mode, please take a moment of pause for yourself. Let's begin. Close your eyes softly and bring your attention to your feet as they contact the surface beneath them, rooting you to this moment. Roll your shoulders back. Let them settle in a strong, relaxed posture. Take a belly breath in through your nose Feel the sensation of air in your nostrils, in the back of your throat. Exhale slowly. Notice your chest fall and your belly soften. Draw another deep breath into your belly. Envision the cool air swirling up across your forehead. Exhale, picturing the warm air going down the back of your neck and over your shoulders. Bring your attention to your face your temples your jaw take a final cleansing breath in at the top of your in-breath bend your elbows and softly place your hands on your hips exhale slowly perhaps letting a smile curl the corners of your mouth hold this posture for a few seconds as you open your eyes again welcome we are so glad you're here
0: Welcome back to episode 13 of the Oxygen Mask Podcast. I'm Tara, and I'm here with my co-host, Beth. And we were going to do a wonderful back-to-school episode today, but, um, you know, everything is pretty fluid right now. And I do feel like everyone has hit this point now that we've, you know, been in this pandemic for like five, six months now, that Mm -hmm. we're kind of at, you know, this everyone's on edge. You know, everyone's super crabby. I I know.
2: With school coming back, that is a major breathing space for parents. Now we're sort of looking down the horizon at that. That won't, last year's reality won't be what we're walking into for fall. It'll be right enough different that we're, it's daunting to kind of think about. And, And we're also, again, looking around, at least for me, we're looking at our home like, okay, how are we going to use these spaces? And we know that right. summer is not going to be lasting forever. So I yeah. get, you know, a little bit of cabin fever probably in five months from now or something.
0: For but. sure. I've had that kind of in loop in my head. Like yeah. winter is coming. Winter is coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are we going to do? I feel like I'm a squirrel like nesting yes. and trying to figure everything out. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's just hard. Um, and you know, I think it's important to talk about and name that, but it's also important to talk about like, how are we supporting ourselves and Mm -hmm. what are, what are some of the things that you're doing? One really good thing that I was consistent on last winter when we
2: were um, finishing up a mindfulness class uh, with CEA was yoga in the morning. I got a good routine. It's like an 11 minute morning yoga on YouTube. Um, I love that yoga with Adrian. So I do that. I've gotten back into that mode And that just sets my day off, right? Like sometimes the kids are hungry and they're cranky, but I still just like make it happen. It's 11. Oh, good for you. And then I try to sneak away again in the afternoon just to have kind of a purposeful, quiet, no like podcast running or um, multitasking and just do some breathing um, so that I can kind of get through those scattered evening, early evening Mm, hours. Yeah. I removed, last week I removed Facebook from my phone. That was really good because I just, my attention and energy is drawn there and dispersed, you know, it's just, oh, I should read that article. And and what was I doing standing in the middle of the kitchen (laughs) with
0: my phone? So um, yeah, that's a good, that's huge. And that's a good point too, because I think there's this balance I've struggled with trying to be like engaged in the world and Mm -hmm. yet like needing to shut it out. So that's interesting.
2: I'm trying to go to bed earlier. Um, mm, that, yeah. I mean, I was just such a zombie for a while. Um, and connected to nights, I'm not like comfort eating or comfort wine drinking as much as I was. <laughs> to be honest, like at night, I was like making a batch of cookie dough at like
0: yes. 1030. Like I was definitely coping with stress. I know. Pain, so. Isn't that funny? Because I've known that too. But um, yeah. I know I'm doing it. And like, yes. uh, I don't care. <laughs>
2: right, right. And I wake up better if I haven't had a shot of sugar, like right before mm. bed. Um, and then just journaling and reading, but that falls off quite a bit in the the, yeah. of the day. Yeah, How about
0: you? Well, it's funny you say that because I'm a big journaler. And I just <laughs> I haven't been journaling as much this summer. But getting out in nature is just always very like literally grounding for me right Mm -hmm. um hiking walking i took a trip up to the north shore and just spent a few days just meandering about by the lake and rivers and all this good stuff and it just calms me for a long time i had just such bad brain fog that i just think i needed to mentally rest a lot and so taking naps was Mm -hmm. kind of on the regular routine now i don't find i need that quite as much um And so I think there's been this kind of evolution of self-care that's needed to happen over the course of this six months. So,
2: um,
0: I don't know. Uh, Yeah. And then it's also kind of this, like, especially looking for a job, it feels like I should be doing that eight hours, you know, a day, that that should be my job. And then
2: giving yourself permission. I, I think that is, um, anything because of the tone of urgency and scarcity in like the news cycle in our world and our Mm -hmm. realities, it feels like we shouldn't, we shouldn't um, be enjoying ourselves or we shouldn't. Mm
0: -hmm. That's hard to do right now, but Right, right. So, you know, this whole pandemic thing, I think um, I've reflected a lot on what there's obviously a lot of challenges and things that have been harder, but there's also been some things that have been easier. So. Mm As, have you found that to be true? Like what's been hard for your family and what's been easier?
2: Yeah. Um, I think we've talked about this a couple times, but just harder in general is my own capacity to think, plan, make a decision. Like that has been really hard. It's amazing yeah. how um, how difficult it can be to come up with like a meal plan or grocery yeah. stupid things that I totally to just kind of did on autopilot at one time, and I now know. I'm just dragging, um, and just generally feeling kind of unproductive. Um, it I think for I used to pride myself on being a pretty nature-oriented family, and now it has gotten a lot harder this summer to get the kids outside. It used to be like just go spend some time in the backyard. I mean, the kids are like little magnets; they just zoom right back in the house onto the couch with. A book or wanting screen time, and I'm yeah. like, get your butts moving, you know. And <laughs> so I don't know what. And I actually feel a lot more stuck. Like, yeah, um, something about just inertia or something feels yeah, kind
0: it's of stuck. hard to go um, anywhere. Like, because you yeah. have to know, you know, even like going out to eat is a whole production, right? Like, yeah,
2: there's no urgency to go any, or there hasn't no. been an urgency to go anywhere for a yeah. while. So. Um, That's been harder. Um, And then as we shift from the default of everybody working from home, doing their separate things or together things, and now my husband being pretty much all physically on site for work, and now that means things change a lot for me and the kids and... um, and then like my, I would say social stuff is just gotten a little harder because my daughter has a ton of friends in the neighborhood. Mm. And my son has fewer kids his age. And so then I'm feeling like, oh, I got to get him the opportunities that would have been easy with different programming and stuff. Right. And now I feel like I have to create them. And so that, and that's just me projecting sort of, but I do feel in the inequity in their kind of exposure. Um Sure. And then easier, um, because we've had, like, weeks and weeks and weeks of practice, the kids are, like, taking more responsibility over things. Like, it's expected that they each walk the dog and empty a rack in the dishwasher every day and just so, like, these shared, like, this is our space, this is our house. Like, some of it is going better. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it takes months and months to to build one new habit like that, you know, so... (laughs) Um, that's okay. Like you take I, those little wins if they're empty. I know. The yeah. Next, yeah. I have great plans for the winter of uh, <laughs> kids and their responsibilities. Um, and then just people in the neighborhood, like you run into neighbors and mm-hmm. end up catching up. I mean, a lot of people are a little more flexible and, um, and generally yeah. in our family, I feel like our kind of barometers are low in a good way like we're mm-hmm. calm and collected um if anything maybe a little um lethargic sometimes but yeah, we're not yeah. reactive and like crazy and then just some good bedtime habits because the days get long and we're ready when it's time to read and so that's been kind of sweet the snuggling before bed and yeah connection time so a little bit of everything
0: <laughs> yeah it has how about um, you It's, I like you said, my own brain fog has been astounding. And, you know, I recognize that as like kind of a component of grief and shock because like, you -hmm. know, last year about this time I lost my dad and I remember going through just weeks of being really foggy and not like leaving closet doors open or cupboards open and not know it, you know, and just like weird things like that. And I've recognized I've done some little things like that early on in the whole shutdown too. So yeah, like knowing I need to have a lot of grace for myself has been hard to um yeah, I wanna be productive and I'm you know, wanna hit the ground running and do and and it's just not possible. <laughs> um and so it's hard to feel um this feeling of being untethered too um and managing that. And so like trying to find ways to be grounded has been hard. It's hard not to be online. I mean, especially when it was not so nice out, um, you know, what are you doing inside? We can, I started a puzzle and it took me months to finish because I was just not focusing very well and Mm -hmm. the lure to be online or to even be gaming with my kids. I have older boys and they love to do video games and they're on their games far too much. Um, But at the same time, it's hard not to be. So those things have been kind of hard to, yeah, like have that lack of structure and schedule has been a challenge. Um, Sometimes it feels good, but sometimes I think it's not so great. So, but then easier, I mean, it's been so much easier to spend time with my kids. Like even when school was going on, we almost always kind of gravitated to the kitchen about the same time for lunch, whether it was kind of formal or not. We were like, oh, it's like lunchtime. We kind of have a a touch base point which I've never had with my kids during the day you know they're always at school Mm -hmm. so that was really sweet and I liked that and honestly I was worried about them really missing the social interaction but on both my kids have some you know anxieties over social stuff and like just being around people is kind of taxing and The fact that we haven't been around as many people has been a lot less taxing and so a lot of ways that's been easier and Mm. less stressful and less running around with all the activities you know we've Mm -hmm. really just we're not rushing from place to place you know we just we aren't so i kind of like that it's allowed everything that's not important to just fall away and that feels good so
2: yeah yeah
0: but yeah i would thought about that like much of what i had learned early on with my son's autism journey when things were really, really hard um, can be applied to like this whole crazy situation now too. You know, like I've had to learn. I've had, I still do. I have a lot of patience because I know this is kind of a long game. Um, We've let go of what, you know, doesn't fit or work for our family and being okay with that because what works for somebody else's family may not work for ours and you have to kind of be okay with that. You don't have to do what everybody else is doing. Um, And I think focusing on what's critical for, you know, our needs right now, like we've got a roof over our head and food on the table and, you know, everyone's healthy. So that's really the most important thing. And, And kind of just keeping an eye on what's important for the future too. So, you know, is it important that my kids are in a particular activity? Is that important for their future at the risk of their health? maybe not. So we let those mm-hmm. things drop away and add other things. So, yeah. Um, so I think I've gotten out of that over that fear of missing out a long time ago. When when my kids were young and we did have to miss out on some things. And so now I, I'm okay with kind of marching to our, our own drum a little bit and not yeah. worry about missing out on things. So.
2: Yeah. I, I take comfort sometimes in knowing that chances are it was canceled. Like Right. Yeah. But I think the the one, and I said it a little bit um, already with the social thing, but I think my fear of missing out is translating into like fear of not being enough, like mm. feeling like I suddenly have to substitute for all the things that we might not be getting, right? you know, s- different yeah. activities or interests or whatever. And I don't, but I think I just do that. That's my personality of sort of wanting to fill the gaps. and Yeah, yeah, to compensate your... for that, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that... yeah, we're all just navigating a lot yeah. of weird things. But... Yeah. So yeah, let's talk basic. a little bit about some of the things that we can do and maybe give people some like practical tactics to rely on here.
2: Um, yeah, I would, I was just thinking um, naming, you know, how people say, oh, how are you doing? And you're sort of like, oh, I don't even know where to begin. But just to, to be honest, and, you know, yeah, I'm struggling, but it's not, like, crisis-level emergency. Like, yes. I think some people aren't used to having an answer that is anything but
0: fine, you know. <laughs> some, I know, and you know somebody okay. answers yeah. fine. They're lying right but, now, right? Yeah. Like, that's not acceptable anymore. <laughs> right.
2: But just to say, yeah, I'm struggling, but we're okay, or, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I think in our own homes and in the people we're sharing space with, I'm trying to just, and for myself, name it to tame it, right? Name what you're feeling Mm -hmm. um, so that it's not sort of pushing you into these habits, um, like the path of least resistance. So yeah, I'm feeling kind of irritable right now. That's just, you know, and then it gives you, um, allows people around you to to give you space or help yes. out or whatever. So, yeah,
0: I think that's really important too. If you, and as soon as you name it, it kind of takes the wind out of its sails a little bit too, doesn't it? So I've tried to teach that to my kids too. Like, if you just say what, how you're feeling, all of a sudden it dissipates, you know? So it's yeah. good advice. Um, I think too, one thing I've been trying to follow sometimes pretty well, and sometimes not so gracefully is my own attitude, because, you know, your attitude sets the tone for your family and your children. And so, yes, we're working through our emotions and it's good to, you know, say, Hey, I'm feeling like this. Cause I think it's important to be transparent with your kids about how you're feeling um, in general so that they know that it's okay to have those emotions. But at the same time, you don't want to put like all of your anxiety on them either. So you may be like super stressed out about, the school year and how this is going to work. And oh my God, they're not going to have this and that whole FOMO thing, but they're going to pick up on all of that. And then they carry it, you know? So I think if you set the tone for, yeah, this is going to be a very different school year and we're just going to roll with it because there's going to be changes. And if, you know, you kind of go into it with a can-do attitude, your kids are going to do that too. Mm -hmm. So it's, I just, I forget sometimes that it's my attitude that sets the tone for our family a lot of times. So, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. And it might take some behind the scenes like work to get your attitude yeah. like a little more hopeful. I mean, there are some yeah. days where you're, you're just not, yeah. Yeah, a little fake it till you make it maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I would say for me, letting things go, all the shoulds, they just pile up like I should have done this or, you know, like, um, both piling up because of the space I'm in, but also like my, my home space, but also just trying to um, stay connected to people. I should call so yeah. I should, you know, it's, uh, or this end yeah. of summer thing that we get in, in Minnesota where it's like, it's already the end of August and we haven't done both, you know, and it's <laughs> just like, so trying to let that stuff go and just like, Realize that sometimes when we're tired or stressed, we grab expectations and just cling to them because it feels mm-hmm. sort of solid. But we don't we don't have
0: to to yeah. Like that, that that feeling of being untethered, you start to grab onto things that you don't need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I think one of the other things that you can do, and, and this is more of a reminder for myself, is that I need to get out in nature, nature more often and just. Um, being present and, you know, pulling myself back into the moment and who's with me, just that whole and making time for it. Because if I just go, Oh, I'm going to take a hike this week. And I don't like actually plan for which day I'm going to do it and when and how and all of that, then it doesn't get done. So um, I just have to be very intentional about getting outside and getting into nature. Cause I know that's what calms me. So Yeah,
2: with us, uh, one routine that I've been trying to really get into into is we need to get outside and moving by 10 a.m. Because if Mm. we don't, like that's when the sensory meltdown sort of and that inertia sets in where we're just sort of stuck. Um, So that and then just I I just really have gone back to the basics of some like supports that we've used in the past. Like we use a lot more timers around the house Mm. for just small things like lunches in 10 minutes. So I'm going to set this timer so that you are done with your whatever, that your Lego play or whatever. Um, So using more timers. And then I have, I grabbed, we don't have to get out of the house as much, but there was one program that we signed up for. It was two nights a week. And so I made um, on a clipboard, like a checklist of everything we need because now we need masks every time we go somewhere. Right. And we need you know this was bikes and bike helmets and we needed a lot more support to get out of the house all of us yeah because yeah we were so dingy that one of us would forget <laughs> something important and so we had we have a board for Monday through Sunday on our on our dry erase board and it was all empty because everything was canceled but we right. then we started writing down rituals that we have always had like Friday night is always movie night. We always have mac and cheese on Mondays. So like if you need to create some rituals that are flexible enough, but then it feels like you can at least tell the difference between days of the week. Yes.
0: There are times when you don't. Um, in all of yeah. It. It's all kind of blurred together. Sometimes mm-hmm. we literally have woken up and went, what day is it? What are we doing? Yeah, I like that idea. I might have to start implementing some of yeah. those. It
2: can be random stuff. Yeah. Um, and then other things, I guess just the team mentality, like I keep restating with my kids like, Hey, this is, you know, we need this table for such and such. So I need you to clear stuff off or mm-hmm. let's, you know, help me out with this. And I'm paying them up the wazoo a quarter for little jobs. And <laughs> I mean, they feel, I think, I mean, yeah, just that whole, we're in this together yeah. and I'm just embracing, I'm trying to do it in a positive way, not a guilting way, but it, it varies mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes. And then just you and I catching up like this, we've, we yeah. chat at least once a month, um, maybe every a couple weeks over the summer and like other friends that I can connect with. And I just feel like there's a place for sort of to dump or mm-hmm. share or think through pieces that are, have been cycling in my head. So um, it might look different, like I'm not one who schedules Zoom meetings
0: with friends typically, but we I have a couple of people who we just set something regular on. These are really great ideas that I know I'm going to take some of those back with me, and hopefully people will um, maybe find a nugget or two in here. And just, you know, know that it's it's mm-hmm. still hard, and it's still going to be hard, but, you know, accepting that is kind of half the battle, so
2: so we'd love to hear we'll be checking in um, every we'll do a podcast episode hopefully every month now in through this regular what would be a typical school year um, and we'd love to hear additional voices we'll have a call out on our website too we just want more parent guests for upcoming episodes um, you can sign up yourself or nominate somebody uh, we'll keep, get a form up on our website www.ceaforautism.org. That's four with the number four. And best wishes during this time of transition. Again, it's bumpy, and that's how new learning goes. Um, just try to find your anchors um, for you and the people around you. Thanks. Bye.
1: We invite you to sit with or walk, run, drive, or rest with today's conversation, mingling among the many things in your mind? What kernels of joy and reassurance did you find? Where did you feel a rub of resistance?
0: Let us know so we can learn and grow together. You can comment and subscribe to the podcast at Communities Engaging Autism's website at www.cea4autism.org share the podcast with members of your village to strengthen those essential connections and above all please secure your own oxygen mask before helping others